1967, the riots in Newark seared my tender mind leaving a forever memory. Yes, as a young girl, I witnessed the ravages of looted and burned stores from the war of humans against humans. My eyes watched soldiers march, alert and ready for combat with machine guns while their green army vehicles patrolled the streets. But the hidden areas of the city where violence could easily escalate were patrolled and well protected by Elijah Muhammad's soldiers, Muslim men, Standing Guard and the Black Panthers. Although, I did not agree with their methods, I commend them for the encouragement to remain strong. Their goals were not only for protection, they provided food, water and toiletries for our communities. Rations were enforced due to the destruction of many businesses and supermarkets in Newark. Despite their reputations, these groups provided additional protection and our necessities of life during the escalation of racial wars. Although I was only eight years old, I possessed strength and lack of fear instilled by my father, a Korean War veteran. He taught me that it was my responsibility to stand against all social injustices. Yes, my father emphasized that I was to value people and always see beyond skin color. Still, the desire to use my voice for truth was not only from paternal nurturing. My Heavenly Father anointed me as a disciple with a special gift of writing to bring glory and honor to His name. Like many of us, I resisted by making my own plans. My goal was to become a psychologist. Once I enrolled in the first semester, all was well. Then the detour happened. There was no money to continue my education. Faced with grave disappointment, I prayed and asked God what He wanted me to do. God used a very close friend who was a registered nurse to tell me to apply to RN school. When I was accepted into the program, I received a full scholarship. But that was only part of God's plan. Divine intervention propelled me to provide nursing care and serve others in non-traditional settings. I was the courageous and non-judgmental nurse who worked in parole transition programs, residential drug treatment centers, caring for HIV-AIDS populations and the epidemiology and infectious disease departments in public health. Still, this is not about my innate qualities or the populations that I cared for. My life is a testimony of discipleship and divine intervention. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Matthew 28 18-20 The Era of the Voices The Christians of former years, Dr. Martin Luther King, Billy Graham, Robert W. Schombach, E. E. Cleveland, Charles E. Bradford and Esther E. Johnson used their voices to preach God's plan of salvation for humanity. Certainly, there were many other obedient disciples, not limited to these men and women of God, just identifying the persons who had an impact on my life. And in those days, Christian believers never had a worry, anxiety, or fear. No, we knew that it was our duty to God to have diehard faith and complete, unwavering trust in God. And we believed and prepared every day for the second coming of Jesus. Back in the day, our voices were lifted with joy. Our priorities were to walk from door to door in the communities passing out tracts, inviting people to church, and witnessing to anyone, to everyone who would listen. The Century of Silence Now that we live in the last days and have the convenience of global social media platforms, we are silenced. Our voices shout in excitement for football games, and we use our high-tech skills to create visuals that defy our perception of reality. We stash our money away as we check our financial portfolios, contently sitting in our magnificent homes, 
smiling and telling ourselves, yes, you have done well for yourself. As the seconds become minutes that transition into days, we have reached the 21st century the last days. Instead of the fervency that would be expected due to fulfillment of biblical prophecy, we have become the church of Laodicea, Revelation 3. Giving only to God what we think He deserves. Once or twice a week, we attend church, give tithe and offerings, or donate to non-profits like Oxfam, and we applaud ourselves because we feel, at least I did our part in serving God. The culprit responsible for silenced voices. We console ourselves by blaming the pandemic. After all, we are in the second year of the pandemic that has ruined many of our plans. How can we safely witness to others? Yes, the coronavirus and its variants are still attacking and consuming human life. But let us face the truth, we are still conducting our activities of daily living because life must move forward. Put on your mask, gloves, grab a handful of tracks, purchase low-cost Bibles, and do a walk through up and down the supermarket aisles or choose a Walmart or any store parking lot. We will never know who is despondent and planning to end their hopelessness. Doing our part by giving them a tract or Bible would change the course of their lives. It is not just the duty of the dedicated pastors who are preaching the biblical truth, with few members, to feed the sheep. The megachurches have their agenda which rarely matches that of God's divine purpose. Accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior includes an obligation. The Great Commission is a requirement that all disciples of Jesus Christ must fulfill. Using our social media is an excellent method to spread the good news that a Savior died, His name is Jesus, and He will give you a peaceful life. He has plans of immortality in a new heaven and new earth. Read John 14 1-3 and Revelation chapters 21-22. Yes, the scoffers will readily post their comments attempting to sabotage and make you feel defeated. Use the tool, delete and block. And keep going. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4:13. Turn up the volume. Lift up your voice and proclaim the precious gift of salvation. Tell them the Son of God, Jesus Christ who wore a crown of thorns is coming back this time with a crown of majesty and glory as King of kings and Lord of lords. Let us do our part and the Holy Spirit will complete the work in every person that accepts the Jesus as their personal Savior. Prayer, God, we have lost our desire to serve you as a dedicated disciple. We ask for forgiveness for giving so little of ourselves. Please reveal to us the plan and purpose that you have for our lives so we may witness to others. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Copyright 2021 Sonia Johnson, Faithful Fishers Ministry